Nostalgia Nights believes women and victims, and we acknowledge the allegations against ex-member David Desrosiers. We don't condone his actions, and if you or someone else is experiencing sexual assault, you can reach out to the National Sexual Assault Hotline in the United States at 1-800-656-4673. Feel free to skip this episode and listen to our Hybrid Theory episode. Hello! Hello, listener. Welcome to Nostalgia Nights. This is our second episode. Um, If you're just joining us now, we are two millennial women talking about the emo classics, album by album. Uh, My name's Brittany, and I'm here with my sister, Shelby. Say hello. What's up? Thanks. If you listen to our hybrid theory episode, we had a lot of fun doing that, and it was a nice dive into the nostalgia void. Um, but today, we are talking about Simple Plan, um, their first album, No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls, <laughs> which I feel like I haven't said that out loud in a really long time. No, that was truly an experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, in my like little like, oh, and today, blah, 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 like voice, that was really something. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we like to um, kind of just give you a little history of the bands the album um yeah more so around like the album era um and since you know no pads was simple plans first album we'll kind of like you know just dive into them as a group and then end when no pads era stopped but yeah and you usually do the research because i'm really shit at research so (laughs) and i love research nerds for life as you may or may not know the current members of Simple Plan are Pierre Bouvier as lead singer, Chuck Camus, and I'm going to try my French in a long time. I think it's Como. Oh, I already failed. Well, you know, it's been a long time since we both it's did been French. A long time. Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> um, Sebastian Lefebvre as guitar vocals, and Jeff Stinkle as guitar. Um, David Desrosiers is an ex-member of Simple Plan and has been featured on No Paz No Helmets, Just Balls. Just balls. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's like an ellipsis, right? No pads, no hammers, dot, dot, dot. Just balls? Oh, I guess you're right. So a little bit about Simple Plan. Um, in 1993, Chuck and Pierre were in a band called Reset. As many of you may know, they were 13 years old. So there's been drama from the start. Chuck got kicked out of Reset in 1997. Um, because, mm-hmm. and like, I listened to Shane Tolds from Silverstein's podcast called lead singer syndrome and he has an episode with pierre and so pierre is talking about this um he was saying that like chuck got kicked out because his workaholic personality and the other members like weren't vibing with it so this actually caused a rift between him and pierre and Mm -hmm. so chuck went to college and like a year later he formed this new band with sebastian and jeff and so pierre was in reset um he was singing and playing bass at the time and was having a hard time doing both. Um, Pierre <laughs> later, because <laughs> he later joined the band in 1999 after him and Chuck reunited at a Sugar Ray show. So, we love that for them. <laughs> pour one out to the Sugar Ray homies, Mark McGrath. <laughs> yeah, Mark McGrath. Um, and so Pierre was like, I'll try and do both. I'll try and do Reset. I'll try and do this new band with you. He tried to, but he was like, Chuck was like, ultimately, dude, you got to choose because Mm. Chuck being his like driven self was like, I want to make this band big. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the next big thing. We're all serious. 
So then Pierre ultimately was like, all right, <laughs> I'll do mm-hmm. Simple Plan. Chuck had a clearer vision of like the next thing for this band is getting Simple Plan signed to a record label. Mm-hmm. Um, so bring in David the bassist at the time, and he was Pierre's fill-in for Reset when Pierre quit. So they actually saw David on TV, Pierre said, playing with Reset, and we're like, oh, that dude's really good. Pierre was trying to still do bass and singing at the same time, and Pierre didn't really want to do that. He wanted to just kind of be a singer. So they were like, well, let's ask this guy to join the band, play our bass. The rest is history. Simple Plan was the original five members at that time. So they release their first record, No Pads, No Hummus, Just Balls, that we're going to be talking about today, on March 19th, 2002, on Lava slash Atlantic Records. And so, so their singles off this CD are I'm Just a Kid, was their first single, actually, released in February mm-hmm. 2002. Then it was I Do Anything, October 2002, Addicted, April 2003, and Perfect, August 2003. So mm-hmm. lo and behold, Sugar Ray comes back. <laughs> because they actually Sugar had Ray a tour. Yeah, they actually had a tour supporting Sugar Ray. Yeah, honestly, I love that so much for them too, though, because of the whole like Sugar Ray was in like the Scooby Doo movies, and then like Simple Plan had such a big like part of the Scooby Doo movies too. You know, Sugar Ray was in the Scooby Doo movies. Yes, uh, they were. Dude, in I think that's false. F- no, dude, no. I literally, literally, it's. <laughs> It's facts. <laughs> they're in the first one where, like, there's, like, these monsters and they're, like, at the island thing. And, like, Sugar Ray is just, like, this random band, like, playing at the, like, some beach party on, like, the resort. Dude, I don't remember that. I'll find a YouTube clip or something. I also can't even, for the life of me right now, think of one Sugar Ray song. Um, uh, every morning there's a halo. Is that Sugar Ray? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I don't know the, the title, but... Me either. Dude, Sugar Ray, <laughs> iconic. Speaking of iconic, they were full support for Blink-182 Blink and Green Day when they went on tour together for a North American Pop Disaster Tour in 2002. And I'm really sad I was, like, a child and couldn't go to that. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's so sick. They did the, t- the 2002 and 2003 Warped Tour, R.I.P. Warped. Um, and then they supported Avril Lavigne, a fellow Canadian, on her Try to Shut Me Up tour. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> in wow. 2003 in the US. One of the final tours that they rounded out before they released their sophomore album in 2004 um, was a co-headliner with MXPX, honestly legends. Nice. Um, with support and like supporting... MXPX and Simple Plan were Sugar Cult, mm-hmm. Motion City Soundtrack, and Billy Talent. Like, all massive bands, yeah. like, later in the scene. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Simple Plan had a pretty fast rise to fame. I was looking up all the tours that we went to. Mm-hmm. And maybe I've went to some that you didn't go to, but I yeah. clocked us at um, 2004 when they went on tour with Good Charlotte and Reliant K. And that was the first mm-hmm. time we had ever, we'd ever seen them. Also the first time I ever met a band member when I met Chuck. I yes. have that memory seared in my brain. Dude, literally, literally me too. I can't. I saw them at Warped Tour 2005. It was the Warped that right. I went to that you didn't go to. Yep, was not there. Regrets. Um, and then they, I went to the 2016 Taking One for the Team tour. Mm-hmm. 
in New York. I don't know if he went to that, and I can't remember who was opening, so. Yeah, I don't think so, because, um, no, yeah, I, I feel like, well, you know, this is the next tour we'll talk about, but the 15th anniversary of this album tour, I think that was the, the next time I saw them, since, like, the first time, and I remember thinking that, because then, because I know, and I w- complained about this for forever, that, like, Good Charlotte and Civil Plan just do not come to Washington mm. <laughs> and didn't for a long time. Like when, like you were seeing them in in New York and whatever. Um, so yeah. Yep. That's 13 years in a simple plan drought. I know. I'm sad. That 15th anniversary tour was in 2017. And then we were both supposed to go to the 2020 pop punks, not dead tour with newfound glory, which I think is postponed to next year. So COVID so. depending we'll go yeah some point we'll see them again um and finally they did win some awards for this album it's certified two times platinum in canada and the u.s platinum in australia gold in new zealand silver in the uk the song i'm just a kid is platinum in the u.s and perfect is platinum in australia that's all i have for history i guess we can just kick it off with i do anything first song first banger the song is so good. Every time I started this CD, I was like, God, this song is so fucking good. I can't. It never gets old. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like classic every single time. And it's like, I don't know. I couldn't name like a an emo song that like, oh my God, gets so tired. Like, I'm sure that there there are those songs, 100%. Hmm. Um, but I, feel, I really feel like I'd do anything is not one of those songs. It's just like literally just like a cute little good like pop rock song. Totally. I love the riff in the beginning, the da na 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 Like, yeah. undeniable. Like, you know what song's coming on. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's the SPG note. <laughs> Again! <laughs> Linkin Park had their crawling. SP yeah. has this riff. Yes. When I was, like, watching the video and listening to the song and et cetera, et cetera, I, in retrospect, when I was thinking about this, like, reflecting, and I was like, mm. this is their first album. You said what their second single or yeah mm-hmm. their second single and i'm like how in the world did they get mark hoppus to be on it which is crazy and then i was like well like maybe they're on like a big label which like atlantic i yeah. think is like a big label but yeah i just thought it was so funny and i was just like how did this happen <laughs> and i and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like in our little like emo journey Mm. We had kind of really found bands randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like we found SP before Blink. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when when we were listening to like Simple Plan and watching the video and all that kind of stuff, like I remember just being like, oh, yeah, like there's this random guy <laughs> like in the video who shows up like, for a like a I don't bridge. know who he is, I guess. Like, cool. Like. Is he in the band or, like, guest folks? Like, I don't know. And I, I was just laughing at that so much when I was listening to this song and watching the video. No, that's so true. The video really reminded me of... This was, like, another band, like, kind of we were talking about Linkin Park last time, that, like, I saw their video on our TV in our room, I remember. I remember, just remember it so specifically. I was standing up, the video came on, and I was like, oh, that's, like, kind of a bop. I loved... I like the concept of, like, people are trying to get in and, like, impress them. And then yeah. it's like, I love the like little sweaty club vibe. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Because I hadn't been to like 
a small mm-hmm. sweaty club show yet. Yeah, um, you're like, whoa, this is so grungy. I know, oh my god, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I remember it being so cool and then of course in like my like I think I was like 12 at that time 13 maybe in my like little pre-adolescent soul I thought Pierre was like so cute and I was like oh my god who is this yeah Pierre (laughs) yeah yeah and then after that I was like who is that and I looked it up simple plan all right I guess we're gonna go grab this CD which was no pads and have assist balls we had it in CD We'll uh-huh. still do somewhere, dude. Yeah, and then I was like, it wasn't with it was within the past like three years for sure that I was at um, Everyday Music, which is like our, you know, city's um, like record store, and I found literally an autographed album of Notepads, and I was like, I literally have this and have had it for my entire life, but I'm literally gonna buy this right now. <laughs> oh my god, because you bought it. Yeah, and it's just, like, <laughs> sitting somewhere here. But, yeah, I was like, this is not even mine or my experience, but <laughs> I need this in my life. Oh, but, my God, yeah. is it signed by the whole band? I want to say it is, yeah. Who would give yeah. that away? I don't know, and it was selling for, like, five bucks or something. <laughs> like, literally so cheap. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this. Oh, my God, that's fucking amazing, bro. I love that. Um, Another thing that really stood out to me in this video was um the synchronized jumps serious kings of synchronized jumping (laughs) i know i was like man the calves the cardio yeah and the only other thing that i really had about the video at least was just so much role model clothing and the khakis and the tube socks and the vans and the things you know it was a high time for men's fashion in the emo stage um, also, the Patrick cameos. They had yes! their friend named Patrick. I can't remember really what he did for them at that point, other than just like kind of hang around and be in their videos. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember either. But yeah, they were just like his, or he was just like their friend. And he's in every single one of these videos. And yeah, I, I thought of that right away too when I was watching that video and I was like, oh, I remember Patrick. Yeah, How him cute. and Sebastian have a podcast now. Yeah, I saw that. Um, worst day ever thoughts I don't have too many thoughts I just truly thought that I was like wow this is truly whiny emo I wrote 6 a.m the clock is ringing I need to spend an hour snoozing I was like honestly very relatable (laughs) yeah and like I mean I think when I was first listening to it I was like man this is like just truly just like the whiniest emo (laughs) ever you know I think I think for me I was like taken back to like when I was, like, a child, a teen, like, being all, like, wham, But then, like, I think I listened to it, like, again a few other times, and I was like, well, I mean, I feel like I feel this as an adult, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, who am I to say that it's just, like, just whiny emo? It's, like, you know, it's, like, it's a, it's, it's still, like, a universal song. You don't mean anything. Kind of similar vibe as Worst Day Ever in my book. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely said like again, just like quintessential, just whiny emo. Not with a bad connotation or anything, but just saying. No, yeah, that makes me remember like I was um, doing my research and I saw this quote from Pierre um, when Alternative Press did a like oral history of No Paz No Helmets for mm. 15 year anniversary. Um, and Pierre mm-hmm. said, like, when I listen back today, I think that record is the one where my voice sounds the most whiny, and it really irks me. 
I find it hard to listen to. Oh, I know. But the, and he was saying like how the producer of that album kept telling him to be like, no, like more whiny. Like we really wanted, they really wanted to get in on that. Like I guess at the time, kind of like whiny pop punk. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because like resets kind of like more hardcore, more punk. Um, Pierre and I, I've listened to a reset song before, and Pierre's like not definitely not as whiny as he is in like some mm. plan uh speaking of whiny i'm just mm-hmm. a kid i i have a note that says a song for every generation exclamation point i mean truly the youth brought it back with tiktok i know i literally have that in my notes <laughs> i was like literally just laughing that like this is a tiktok trend <laughs> um i was watching the music video and i i went down to the comments just to like see what people were talking about it because like oh you know God. like there's there's probably people that like just were finding this song like now i and, can't but it's like so old you know and there was a comment that was like if you knew this song before tiktok you're a legend <laughs> i was like yep here i am the legend <laughs> but god isn't that so weird that makes me feel so old I know. I want to say Simple Plan has, like, a pinned comment on it now and is, like, oh, like, we've loved, like, your TikToks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, aw, so wholesome. I know. They really ate it up. This video, and I'm not sure if it was purposeful or not, but it is basically a promo for that movie, The New Guy. Yeah, 100%. Also, when I was watching it, I was, like, I vividly remember the making of this video. I can't remember if that was, like on mtv or if that was on the dvd that we had that they had all the behind the scenes making of videos you know i was thinking about that as well um and i want to say it was on mtv but if anything it could have been on both i think Mm, because a lot of those dvds back then like had the like oh this is like the making of or mtv's making of this video that show was so fucking classic oh i loved it so much I know, I love it. No, yeah, I was laugh I was uh laughing at how it was for that movie. But I think it was kind of I think it was well done. It wasn't too much. It kind of had like the guys still had like their own little star moments. I liked that. That was so cute. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't just like a um just like a oh, like let's have this band like do like a performing shot and then like have clips from the movie like mm. play throughout it like it, i don't know yeah it's, it's just a really well done music video for that kind of thing this goes into one of my favorite songs ever of simple plans career probably and definitely of the cd when i'm with you wait what is it you make me i want to feel the way you make I, me feel when i'm with you i want to feel the way you make me feel when i'm with you stated it doesn't really make that much sense sung yeah. I'm like, oh my god, my heart, I know that OMG. feeling. <laughs> it was always a song I put on like little crush mixes or whatever. Like, oh gosh. Oh, I no. am married to this song. Oh, I no. love a love song. Always have feels when I hear it. Even now when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I love this song so much. I know I want to feel the way you make me feel when I'm with you. I did put in my notes. I was like, finally, uh, finally another love song. Sheesh. Because <laughs> I just felt so like, wow, this is so emo. 
But, like, of course, like, I'd do anything. It's, like, a love song. But I think I was just really feeling the bridge of I'm just a kid <laughs> before this song. So I was like, oh, God. That's, <laughs> and that's me like, like Yeah, no, that's why I kind of like, like, um, when I'm with you after I'm just a kid. It's, like, so light. It's, like, yeah. I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare and, like, fuck everything. And when I'm with you, it's, like, oh, but, like, remember the good parts of life and how you can, like, fall in love with someone and it's awesome and it's fun. The I dualities of life. I actually like really liked the um just like the instrumentation instrumentation mm-hmm. of this song the little like fun little guitar riffs in it and then like it has, it has some fun drums in it too I feel like and like but it's all like I so simple like in mm-hmm. hindsight like it's so simple but it just like is just so cute <laughs> and like and fun and works together you know Totally. I love the, like, chunky riffs and, like, the little, like, guitar bass slide that goes into the chorus. That's boom. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I love it. It's going on my wedding playlist whenever I have a wedding. Of course. That's the promise I made to myself when I was 12, so. Oh, that's cute. All right. Meet you there. Okay. Honestly, I feel like this is the point in which I felt like I matured as a Simple Plan fan mm-hmm. because I always skipped this song oh, wow. when I was like 12 or 13 I like rarely mm-hmm. listened to it but mm-hmm. when I was like listening to it this time I was like oh wow this is like low-key the best song on the cd I had a similar experience I think where like it came on and I was like wow this song is a vibe it's the first time things like slow down a little bit yeah finally. it's other than perfect the only slow song yeah, I don't know. When I was listening to it, it just, like, really, like, hit, like, an emo string, like, inside myself for whatever reason. Totally. And... Like, the babiest E string in my emo soul. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, yeah, and I was just, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just, like, really takes me back. And I was, like, I probably to, like, my 10-year-old self, like, missing a love I didn't have. Also, I don't know why, but, like... And maybe it's because, like, this was also another band that, like, our family loves. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it reminds me of Daddy. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And, like, and for context, I don't think we said this in the first episode, but, like, we are Dead Dads Club. It just really, like, hit a soft part in my heart. And like you, I was like, wow, this might be, like, one of my favorite songs on this album. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know it until right now. <laughs> totally. That's why I felt like... I think maybe I had to grow up a little bit to fully mm-hmm. appreciate Meet You There. I don't think yes. 12-year-old me could appreciate it then, and I don't fault her for that, but mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Because it is, like, the most, I think, the most mature song. I think Pierre even gets, like, a little less whiny in this song. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's even more mature than, like, Perfect. Perfect is, like, kind of, like, try too hard a little bit sometimes. It's a little, like, I'm just a kid, like... Try too hard, little whiny, maybe doesn't age as well. Right. But meet you there. Mm. I was like, wow. I would, this came out today, I'd be like, well, it's a nice song. Yeah, I feel that. Plus, I love that it comes in like the pretty much the middle of the album mm-hmm. uh, as like a nice palette cleanse. It's a very, it feels very transitional into the second yeah. part of the album. I even think actually the way the vinyl is divided up that this is the last song on part A. And then mm. you flip it and it's addicted, starts the part two. And I was like, that just feels so natural. I think that 
Addicted is the underrated single. Is it underrated, still, though? I feel like it would be, like, the last single that, like, at least from No Pads, like, the last single, like, somebody would bring up about Simple Plan. Or, like, you know, like, Normies. Like, Normies would be like, oh, yeah, I do anything, or I'm just a kid, or, like, perfect. Hmm. I should have pulled some normie friends to see. <laughs> That'd be interesting because I think I do anything is more like the B side sort of deep cut. No, if they play at an emo night, it is not. Oh, you're right. They don't play addicted at emo night. Yeah, no way. Bro, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I remember all the times I saw them, but like specifically the one I saw them at Irving Plaza it wasn't the 15 year tour one but um Mm. the first time I'd seen them in a super long time when this song came on the whole crowd just erupted when they go like I'm a dick I'm addicted to you Pierre just like lets the whole venue sing oh yeah bro no yeah I think and maybe it's just because maybe I'm just projecting as well (laughs) because I think that this is probably my favorite single out of the four maybe you are projecting because i do anything is definitely my favorite single this is close second though this would be my second one maybe it's just the perfect bpm for me or something Mm, yeah it is a unison jump song (laughs) yes (laughs) synchronized jumping song for sure i also knew i was getting all this like at that same show at irving plaza where i like jump in and then i had to stop and i was like i'm tired (laughs) Yeah, serious. Versus like thirteen year old me seeing them for the first time and they played this song. I was I could go forever. I feel like it was my Sybil Plan show in twenty seventeen, the fifteenth anniversary, where I also was like, Man, I'm getting old <laughs> We went two nights in a row. So then that was the whole like that second night I was like, Oh god <laughs> Oh man, here we go again. <laughs> I should have trained for this. <laughs> yeah, I really should have, especially if I was going to be, like, drinking the same night, too, and just all the things. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> save me. I also have, like, when Chuck loses his drumstick in this video and then flawlessly I, grabs another. I fucking stand that until this I day. I was literally... No, yeah, I always, always loved the master drumstick exchange. And now that, like... You know, I've been in, I've ta- I've been in drum lessons. Like mm-hmm. I I watched it back a couple times to like mm. see like if that exchange if it happened live if like he was like if it could have been like a really like flawless exchange you know, and like I really do because like he um, loses his right one I think, and then like he has to really ride a cymbal with his right drumstick. So then he passes his left to his right and then grabs a a different one with his left. And I was like, girl, master. Fucking master, bro. Other than that, in the video, I have, oh God, when the armbands became a thing, thanks to Pierre Bouvier. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So many wristbands. The like little sweatband things. I think I even had a simple plan one. Oh, I'm sure. I definitely had um, a GC one. That you wore literally all the time. Literally all the time. Yeah. I feel like I had another one, but that juicy one, definitely my staple. Truly. That and your Evanescence shirt, just (laughs) staple. I think I had a Simple Plan one and a Newfound Glory one. Mm, That that rings a bell. Yep. Just sweaty wrists. 
when you would get like the little tan line if you wear them to warp tour oh my god yeah do you have anything else for addicted yeah i think i'm i think i'm good on addicted we can go into my alien um but also i think another underrated for me i was like also low-key best song of the album even if it is ridiculous yeah i don't know i've always really i've always loved this song i think in my notes i was like i think my aquarius is showing just because i just Mm. i just like like the concept i think it's cute yeah i don't know i think it's just like a really cute love song i think this is my um (laughs) what is it when i'm with you yeah when i'm with you (laughs) that is such our personalities though like because when i'm with you is so like open heart like earnest Mm, all my feels all my feels and then my alien is like a love song but it's like i'm kind of (laughs) weird yeah it's like a love song but like in a metaphor so it's like not as outward with its feelings yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yep wow checks out Mm, and for god must hate me i honestly just had the vibe this week slash year so i listened to this album we had originally decided to record like maybe like last week right and so I was listening to this mm-hmm. album last week in preparation. Um, right. And last week I was feeling so burnt out, so just like ready for my break from work. And oh, I sound like an old fucking 30-year-old now talking, but you know what I'm saying. So that when I listened to the CD and this song came on, I was like, wow, fucking vibe. <laughs> Serious. My first note was, LOL, not a song for the evangelicals. <laughs> But I love this song. It's so fun. It's just so good. I don't know how to describe it. It's a good angsty song. I think this is when they did angst really well. That maybe they couldn't do as well with Worst Day Ever. Or You Don't Mean Anything. Like this one is like, alright, I believe your angst. I get it. Yeah, it's more of like a a mature angst. If you can do that in one album. You know what I mean? Worst day ever was like when you're like 13 and like God must hate me is like when you're like 17. You know what I mean? Yeah, the five, four year difference. The four year difference. But no, I feel you. I mean, even if I could vibe to it now, I was like, yeah, you know, you blast this on, put it on a playlist that's like, man, I hate the world today. Mm hmm. Still hits. I won't be there. Honestly, I always forget about this song on this CD. I definitely forgot about this song as well. This didn't do what meet you there does that's literally my exact experience no yeah i definitely like put it i put it on i was like i don't i forgot about this song a little bit and like i was like oh like well like i won't be there and also meet you there (laughs) but i was like but it doesn't hit as well as meet you there so also they're contradictory what are you doing (laughs) yeah are you meeting me or not (laughs) i need to yeah um but yeah that's like literally all i have about I won't be there. One day, two is like a little like, uh, you know, not a standout for me. Low key a bop, low key I like the chorus. I yeah. mostly I, I like the instrumentation of this song. I like mm. the guitar and the drums mm-hmm. and everything how they come together in this song. I like that, but the lyrics yeah. maybe aren't so standouty for me. I have a finally a, a dissimilar <laughs> experience. Um, I put this on. No, I put this on, and I was like. Wow, I really love this song. <laughs> and I think it might be because of, like, the guitar riff, because, like, I love that part, like, so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a cute little, like, little riff. It's just, like, so simple. Like, again, like, in hindsight, it's so simple. Mm. But it's just, like, so unique. But I also feel like One Day kind of, like, helps the album slow down again. 
you know? That's because true. Per- it's a slower Because tempo. Perfect is the last song. Anyways, Perfect. I think I'll always love this song, TBH. It's so melodramatic for the youth. Meet You There has the same, like, sentiment and feeling and, like, but it's more mature. Perfect is, like, the melodrama of, like, being 13 and, like, not getting along with your parents. Like, it doesn't hit Mm -hmm. that well for me right now. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I love it, I think, is truly based in nostalgia. Right. Because I, I, you know, my front to back and how an album goes together, I think this album, honestly, is kind of, like, up and down for me. Like, I'll Do Anything is an amazing opener. Do not ever change. And then the high... High peaks are the singles and my favorite song, and then that's it. Because <laughs> right. like, I don't love Perfect as the closing song, but I also don't mm. really think any other song on the album would have gone well there. I agree with you that Perfect is definitely kind of like rooted in nostalgia and like memory for me. It is a song that, like, when I listen to it, I can literally see myself and feel myself like in our room like listening to it and just being like way like the world but then i also hold so much memory to this song because it was the last song that i ever saw at my last ever warp tour and oh my god i know i'm like literally getting chills yeah so then i just like have that memory with it so it's like it's it can't ever be just perfect to me anymore you know like it's it's like a song that like really like I ha- I hold deep in my soul now. Totally. Oh my god, that's um, amazing. But yeah. And you know, we all got parent issues. <laughs> it's a universal song. Truly, so. I feel I hope some 13-year-old right now is blasting perfect in their room being after they just had a fight with mom and dad. You know what? I hope yeah. that is a generational thing. That goes on forever. And if I ever have kids, they better blast perfect in their room when I have Serious. a fight with them. I also just love this video. Like, I feel like I remember when it premiered on TRL, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also wrote, yeah, Melodramata, it's finest. I was, like, fucking scribbling on the paper and the walls. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I literally giggled out loud when he was... Right, like scribbling the lyrics on a freaking piece of paper with freaking Sharpie, like a fat ass Sharpie. I was like, oh my god, I cannot deal with that right now. <laughs> right? Also, the liberation of smashing your room and not having parents who would beat your ass for it. Oh my god, yes. I, I lived vicariously like, oh through all that. those people on that, yes. <laughs> that music video. Yeah, literally, me too. And again, I love a good rain sequence. Yep. So far, we're two for two in rain sequence videos. In the end, and perfect. Do you have anything mm. else about perfect before we get into the rating of no pads, no helmets, just balls? I just have to say this because it was on Spotify, it was on the deluxe, and it just makes me giggle every single time. The song grow up, literally to this day, I always giggle at GC Summon, Blink, and MXPX Rock in My Room. I cannot deal with that ever. <laughs> I remember I listened to it too, like a little bit ago, and I remember texting you and being like, "I fucking can't. I'm triggered. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh god, I like, I like really cringed. I was like, oh, 
also because yes like at fucking 13 i was like oh my god i do have like gc blink yeah. and some pretty one on my walls yeah like oh my gosh that's me <laughs> ugh, god. i got oh god i can't ugh, i'm sweating oh thank you for bringing that little nugget up i was gonna completely <laughs> leave that in the ground where it should be it would have just been held in my heart forever <laughs> Just needed to release that. Oh, good. I'm glad that could feel <laughs> for the, for the for healing. You. Anyways, now I am time. All right, now I am ready to rate. All right. So in our closing segment, we take our album that we're talking about, and we're gonna rate it on a scale from: Is it truly timeless? This still slaps, or is it deemed to be pure nostalgia? What are your? What's the rating you're gonna give? No pads, no helmets, just balls. My rating I have in my notes is that I put 80-20 timeless nostalgia. And that's a pretty big rating on timeless now that I think about it. <laughs> you know, I, I really true duly feel like the album is a culmination of like just good pop rock songs. Hmm. And just like instrument wise, like, you know, lyrics are a little whiny here and there. But like, you know, again, they stay they find a way to be universal and find a way to be timeless. And in, in the timelessness, I really do feel like there are some songs that like don't get tired. Like the singles on the CD miraculously don't get tired. It's like, you know, it's because the way they're written and, and the way that they're executed, you know, um, and the little things like the one day riff. But yeah, but the things that do fall in like the nostalgic things for me are the like little like more dramatics of it all. The dramatics of like, you know, perfect sometimes and um, worst day ever and all that kind of stuff. I think it's still, you know, a good album. I'll mm. listen to it till the day I die. I too will still listen to it to the day I die, but in a purely nostalgic sense. Mm. Mm -hmm. I've decided, I'm like, I have to put it there. I was like, you know, even the singles, they still hit, but they hit because of the nostalgia for me. And, you mm. know, I still go see Simple Plan. I bought tickets to them in the year of our Lord 2020 to see mm -hmm. them because of the nostalgia. Yeah. I don't care if they play anything new. I want them to play these hits. Mm -hmm. I want them to take me back <laughs> mm -hmm. into a t simpler time. But that doesn't, like, mean that the nostalgia is bad or anything. Nostalgia is so nice and warm and fuzzy. Like, when I was listening to this CD, I was like, this is comforting. Again, like with Linkin Park, it was very comforting. It's Simple Plan is comforting in a different way. Simple Plan has always reminded me of, like, you can still have fun and you can, like, um, feel like, like what it feels like to feel in love and you can still feel like what it feels like to like hate the fucking day and you can still feel mm -hmm. what it feels like to feel parent problems <laughs> even when you're an adult mm -hmm. or whatever. But it is just truly nostalgia. I think I feel like I have aged out, unfortunately, mm. <laughs> of it truly hitting. Yeah, I feel it. Maybe I was a little too generous. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll end it at 50-50. I made my points. You did. You did. We'd love to hear your points on Simple Plans, No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. And we have social media. You can find us at Nostalgia Nights on Instagram, Twitter. It's nostalgianightspod.tumblr.com. Oh, yeah. You can now follow us on, on Spotify. We're officially on Spotify. Yes. Follow us on Spotify. We're I also... um. 
you know, on SoundCloud. So follow us there too if you want. Thanks for listening though. And yeah. you know, you'll hear from us soon. Totally. Should we say what we're doing next or we want to keep it a surprise? No, keep the mystery. Okay. Keep the mystery. We'll be back with a new pod in two weeks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.